the politician can you make a right decision for all of us for all of us pale 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 politician can you make a right decision The answer is probably no. Welcome back. You are listening to another episode of KeepTheChange.co.nz's Money Mail. And of course, the politicians, they make plenty of decisions for you, for I, for themselves as well, for the masses. That's one thing that I got taught recently, which really opened my eyes. And I thought, wow, that's a, it's a good thing to remember to really pull yourself out of the political shit and chat and we head into an election year, so it's only going to get louder. Um, to, to win an election and to get votes, you need to speak to masses of people, don't you? You don't want to, You don't need to speak to the outliers, the one percenters at whatever end of any scale you're thinking about with any topic. You're trying to convince a number of people that are going to understand what it is that you're talking about, that you are the person that is going to improve their life. That's kind of the crux of politics, right? And often you might get yourself to a point where a lot of the things that politicians do don't actually impact you, so do you need to be so invested in it? Now, I don't know the right or wrong answer to that because people go their whole lives being, you know, they're obsessed with it and they love it and they, uh, that's, that's their thing. And they then validate it by, but it's not about me, it's about the other people that these policies will impact and whatnot. Um, and that's all good as well. You've got to find your own way through life and how you do things. I like to try and do things, help other people, and know that I'm actually making a difference rather than delegating that to somebody else. Now, and, and whether that be a politician or whoever, and there's some things, battles and things that I, they're just not mine to fight and I, I can't help in those areas and hopefully other people will step into those areas. But the reason we've got off onto the, the foot, the front foot talking about politicians is because this lesson today could be one of the most important that you will listen to when it comes to Keep the Change because it's some heavy tax shit and it's going to give you a good understanding of what gets talked about a lot over the next 12 months because I do think that both sides of the political party, the red and the blue, will have big things to campaign in this space and I want you to really understand what it's all about. You know by now that I don't take sides, I'm not into that shit, I'll give my opinion on what I think could work well or how that could play out Uh, but ultimately I don't really care because I'm just one out of five million people or however many people live in New Zealand and who gives a fuck what I think at the end of the day, right? Like the masses are going to vote for whatever they want to vote for. That's usually in their self-interest because that's what humans do. We vote for things that we want that are going to be in our favour. And the way I see the world won't be the way that the masses see it. And, and that's fine. That's the beauty of how life rolls, right? So I'm 
interested to see what all the different parties do because it'll be the main two, but then it'll be the fringe ones saying that they've got their things that they want to talk about when it comes to what we're about to get into. Um, but I want to give you some good understanding of just what all that shit actually means. And I made a good video that a number of people have said that was really insightful around tax bracket creep and, and, and what that means and indexing tax rates to inflation. And that will be what we're going to dig into. Now, Firstly, a very quick apology because this is week number 131 uh, and you may tell by my voice I sound a little bit different. Now yes, I did go away for a week and have quite a large week and enjoyed a few soups and um, and, and some bad food and, and a little bit of a, a break away from the office and working on my side hustle and doing some fun things in that space. Shout out to the people that were involved in that but uh, I then came back and I got the fucking C-bomb again. I got COVID again, didn't I? So I've actually been locked down for the last week. And I uh, am back out and about today, but I'm still recovering. I, I wasn't hit too bad. You know, what's weird for me is COVID is actually really good for me, which sounds weird, but I um, I sleep really well. I've, I've never feel so tired. My brain is just like, nah, not thinking, mate. Just go to sleep, please. And I get couple of days of couple of nights of just unbelievable good rest it's um it's quite cool but um I'm now back on the up uh, although I may not sound 100% like it but I feel really good so I've gone to smack up a gym session and now I sit down to try and catch up on a couple of the podcasts that I've now gotten behind on due to being locked up and not having my podcasting equipment and those sorts of things but uh, I'm about to go house sitting for a couple of weeks as well to the beach so I'm looking forward to that and I was toying with maybe just doing a daily pod whilst I'm up there, but uh, who knows, that was a random thought I had earlier at the gym, and we'll see if we get to that. But anyway, let's get into week number 131, and really dial in with this one, because I want you to understand it, okay? I've called it the politician's mind fuck us. Gee, the politicians have done a great job, a great job at getting us right where they need us, right in the trap of thinking in a way that won't necessarily improve our own lives. At the moment, there's a lot of back and forth about how one political party want to give tax cuts to, quote, the rich. And you will hear this in the media. It's kind of quietened down at the moment, but a couple of weeks ago, it was sort of, well, you, you'll hear Labour keep saying um, to National, you, you know, you're, we're going to help people, you're just looking after the rich. Like, you, you will hear that. And again, like, don't take sides, look down on this info. These are just, these are things that I'm hearing. I'm just repeating to you what I'm hearing. So... Just listen to it and just watch what's happening. It's quite smart because really politics is communication and marketing, right? So you've got to pick your script and you've got to keep going on that. And so Labor's are sort of like, well, we're going to look after people and we're going to we're going to get targeted support, I think is the terminology, to uh, people that really need it. Whereas you guys, you blue bastards, you're just going to give people tax cuts that's going to fuel inflation and you're just looking after the rich and how much are you going to get um, you know, how much would have you got if you were still the CEO of Air New Zealand and all these things like you're going to hear them right and they're designed to give us an emotional trigger. They are good marketing and communication ploys to get us thinking, yeah, fuck you man, like what's all that about? That's bullshit. Why do you get so much and I'm getting nothing, you know? So they're very, very good at playing us um, at our game, uh, at, at their game, but we don't see it. We're just like, yeah, yeah, what's all that about? Like I'm going to pick this side. So Try to not go like, oh, I'm going to pick one, I'm going to pick one, I have to do that. Like That's what they want you to do, right? So you want to look down and be like, hmm, what are they trying to say here or what's, that, or what's all of that about? Now, for some quick context, National want to do three things in terms of their 
tax policy stuff that they've already announced. And Labor haven't announced these yet, which is very smart, because I think they want to see the reaction to nationals and other parties, and then they'll come up with something that's probably way better and will speak to way more masses. So that's going to be really interesting to see that come out and see what that looks like. Uh, but I think they'll crush all of the other parties, just my opinion, because I think they'll do it later, they'll do it last, and they will have the read of the country and they will go, well, here's what we're going to do, and that could be a way that they win back uh, a number of votes. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just guessing, purely guessing. But uh, I'd like to watch the strategies that they play. I have a strategic mind, so this is how I see things, right? Uh, and again, I don't really care. Like, you know, it's just it's, this is just such a yuck area. So just don't pick a side. Just look down on the ship. Okay, so here's the three things National want to do. They want to remove the 39% tax rate for income earned over $180,000, which was introduced 1st of April 2021. We've spoken about that before. It only impacts 3% of the country. So most people, you know, we just say, well, you know, do you think about it like this? When we introduced a 39% tax rate, do we say, well, actually, if we need to do that, we must be running out of money, right? So we need more money. So um, then maybe we should be asking all the other people to contribute more as well. No, we don't do that. You know, we try and get a percentage of the population and say, rightio, you can... Um, now pay more tax, and we know we're not going to lose a heap of votes because it's only 3% of you. But that is where the argument comes in, well, National want to get rid of that, and people, and so then Labour or other parties say, yeah, well, you're just looking after the rich uh, and the wealthy, which who knows what the definition of either of those terms are. Um, and they're saying, well, you want to remove that, and if you were the CEO of New Zealand or you know, you're one of those high-paying roles, you'd get a refund of this amount, blah, 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 blah. And that's how that sort of rolls. Newsflash as well, I think the Prime Ministers of New Zealand earn over 400k, so they would actually be favoured by this as well. <clears throat> and similarly, when this was introduced, this rate in 2021, um, Jacinda's salary would have decreased after tax because her income would have been taxed at a higher rate for the income above 180k. So let's say it's four, I think it's 400 and something, let's just say it's 400k, then 220,000 of it would be taxed at 39%, and Jacinda would be left with the 61. Uh, I have never really dug into exactly what a polit, uh, Prime Minister gets paid, and then what perks and stuff they have as well, or what else is going on behind the scenes there, so I don't know much about that, but anyway, if we just look at it as a 400k salary, then should work up through those um, marginal tax rates, and then get smacked 220k at 39%. Now the second thing that that National want to do is they want to index the income tax bans to be in line with inflation. Now these rates haven't changed since 2010 and that is mostly what we're going to focus on. The third thing that National want to do is allow rental owners to claim interest as a deductible expense again. So just for some context for some of you who might not understand that, when you have a rental property it's sort of seen in tax rules or has been previously as, as running a business. So if you have a mortgage on a rental property, the interest on that is a tax deductible expense. You have your rent income coming in, then you have your rates, you have your interest, you have your repairs um, and insurance and whatever other things, some travel to go and check out to make sure that the place is still all good and hasn't burnt down. And those things are deductible expenses. So your rent minus those expenses equals your profit and you pay tax on that profit. Historically, a lot of rentals would run at a loss because they're geared where they have a high level of debt and therefore the interest on that debt means that the expenses are higher than the rent and people aren't paying tax on that and they're actually relying on the capital gain. Now you could argue, well then if they're relying on the capital gain, why aren't they paying tax on that? Because the intention is to make a capital gain. Well, you'd have a good argument, but that is not how the world has worked in New Zealand. That is why uh, property and rental investments have been such a, a strong investment over a number of years now. Now we've changed those rules and we've said actually we're going to phase out the deductibility of that interest, which is a huge change in that rental space, which means that you know in one year it's going to go to 75%, then to 50 to 25 to zero. And so eventually you'd have your rental income, like if 
Labor stay in and these um, don't get repealed, you would have your income being your rent and then you would have your rates. You wouldn't have your interest anymore because it wouldn't be a tax-deductible expense. You still have to pay it, but you don't get it as a tax-deductible expense. And then your rental profit becomes higher and then you have to pay tax on that. So National are saying we're going to get rid of that um, which you know will just fuel more of that housing market as all oh, the houses are the best way to build wealth in this country, blah blah blah. So that's where the argument comes from. You're looking after the wealthy, and there's probably a good argument there, isn't it? Because one party's trying to do something to decrease the number of people that are investing into housing and having all these rules that are in favour of rental investments, whereas uh, another party is going, no, we're going to get rid of that. Who's right or who's wrong? I don't know. If you have a rental property, I'd imagine you're probably going to be biased towards one opinion, aren't you? If you don't, you're probably going to be biased towards the other. Again, who cares? Look down on the data. These are the three things that they want to do. Now, we're not going to focus on the bottom one because I've just given you some information about how that works, Um, but most people in New Zealand don't have a rental property, right? So who cares? We're not going to focus on that one. So we're going to focus on the top two points because these impact all New Zealanders, and the bottom point is just landlords, so we won't focus on that, but... Here's the but. Labor have done an amazing job at helping us to think that National are purely trying to help the rich and filthy rich landlords, bloody property-loving rascals, and this whole, you know, you're helping the rich, you're helping the wealthy, and we're going to do targeted support, um, and, you you know, you're doing tax cuts for the rich. But the piece that's missed here, and that they want to miss out of their communication, I think deliberately, is that indexing the income tax bans is actually a really interesting concept and that's something that I want you to learn about because other countries do this and with high levels of inflation we start to go well yeah why do we not do this but if you were just purely looking at the narrative that comes out and the stories and you're like yeah these blue dudes man they're just looking after the rich you know they want to help the landlords out they want to get rid of that 39% tax rate of course they do um, and, and when I've a little while ago, I was reading about this. I was trawling through Twitter at comment after comment on different articles about you know what National want to do, and it's sort of like you know they only care about the rich and the high income earners, and they're going to benefit from these changes, and we'll get nothing. And it's classic National and like all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my god, okay. I, I thought this is a pretty interesting um, thing that will impact everybody indexing income tax brands and you know, a couple of things I read like rich people don't need tax cuts, the rich don't pay their fair share of tax anyway, you know, all of this sort of stuff and, and you've seen it all before, you know what it looks like, you might even say some of the stuff yourself, I, I still do at times you know, and I catch myself I'm like oh, what am I doing, like, why am I thinking like this just carry on and it's how we get conditioned to think right because it then buys us into politics and voting and picking a side so that's what they're really selling us and they do such a good job at it. They're very, very smart politicians and the comms teams around them and the narratives they build and the emotional triggers that they do for us. But we just want to pull ourselves out every now and then, look at the data and be like, what the fuck is all this actually about? Now, the interesting thing is that a lot of households pay no tax whatsoever. Yet often, these same households are loudest when this stuff's come up. So it's the, you know, oh, the rich don't need tax cuts, the rich don't pay their fair share of tax. Well, this may surprise you, but A 2019 report from the Tax Working Group shows that only 50% of households pay any net income tax. Now what this means is that one half of households receive more in transfers than they pay in tax. Yes, they may pay some tax, but they receive more than they pay. Quite an eye-opener that it is that many households, isn't it? So that whole sort of, the rich don't pay their fair share, one half of households in New Zealand don't contribute at all because they take more than they contribute but a lot of these people 
will grow up and they'll say, the rich don't pay their fair share. Well, hang on. One in two households are not paying or contributing anything at all because they are receiving more than what they pay. We don't talk about this because that's quite scary that it's actually one in two households, isn't it? Now, where is the counter-argument? Well, how come that figure's so high? Why don't we get that number down and more households actually contribute? But that is not how we think and how we're conditioned, and that's, you know, maybe that's okay. Like, again, I don't really know. I don't know what the answers are, but I look at that and think, whoo, I didn't realise that one in two households don't actually contribute. And it sort of makes you think, well, then, why do they get so loud about other people when if they maybe looked and thought, shit, you know, I'm doing it right here because I pay a little bit of tax, but then I get a lot of it back. And, but you don't think like that, do you? You just think like, I pay too much tax, this is bullshit, because this is just what we're sort of wired to think, right? It kind of winds us up. But one or two households could be looking at their life and going, hmm, maybe I could not complain or be as upset because I'm actually getting a lot from the other half of taxpayers who are contributing uh, a lot more and they're not getting as much back. And I don't know internationally what that like sort of perfect rate is, but it's a very eye-opening set of data, isn't it? And I think that this data would have changed since 2019, but some of you will be asking, well, how are they getting these credits back? Like, what are these things? Well, there's so many. Uh, and of course, we've got the likes of the independent earner tax credit. We've got benefits and superannuation. So if you think about someone who's purely on the pension, right, and they get the pension, they pay tax on their pension, but the they receive more from the government than they actually pay in tax. So they're straight into one of those households who actually receive more from the taxpayer each year than what they contribute back into the tax pool. Uh, you've got KiwiSaver contributions as well. Uh, you know, the $521 that you get each year if, you, if you're putting in your maximum. There's accommodation supplements. There's now electric vehicle credits for some. So, you know, you might have some households that are going by an electric vehicle and they might get whatever their subsidy is. And that's then, bang, okay, they're receiving a portion of the tax that they've paid. They're receiving it back. Working for families, that's probably the biggest one. The amount of um, money that is transferred from one half of households to another half of households to then subsidise their children effectively. In effect, don't be triggered by this. It's just literally what's happening, right? So we're taking from some taxpayers and then helping families via working for families be able to pay their bills and pay for food and raise their children, all those things. So working for families is a massive, massive, massive piece of the tax credit that moves to those households. Childcare subsidies, Cost of living payments, those ones ring ring a bell. The list goes on and on and on. There are so many credits that move through the system. And most of us, because I've had someone message me and say, mate, you've got this completely wrong. Like They're still paying tax. And I said, yes, but you, you're misreading it. They are receiving more than what they pay. So 50% of the households are receiving more than what they pay. No, no, but they're still paying something. So they're still paying tax. Yes, but they're receiving more. So this is just what the data is, okay, so I don't know what this person's beef was and they started sending me all these articles and these reports and stuff, I'm like, mate, it's very simple, you're just missing You're just missing this, that's just all that this data is saying from this tax working group report, it is what it is. Now, um, 50% of households are receiving more tax credits than tax paid, but as soon as it comes to their fellow citizens paying less tax, they get up in arms and say that's complete rubbish and unfair. That's interesting, isn't it, you know, 
one and two of our households will be sitting there going, shit, I'm actually receiving more, like I'm doing pretty well here out of other taxpayers. And then we say, well, why do the people that earn over 180K, why do they now have to be taxed at 39%? Like why, how come we've got to that point? But we don't, we don't ask that. We're like, yeah, that's bullshit. Why should they get the, Why should they get a tax cut? Remember, it was only introduced in 2021. So now National are saying, let's get rid of it. And instead of us going, yeah, okay, did we actually need it? What's happened with it since? Where's that money gone? Where are we going? Uh, what's the goss here? Are there other ways that we could do it? We're like, yeah, fuck them. You know, why do they get a tax cut? That's bullshit. Why should they be getting a tax cut? But a lot of us are still sitting there going, well, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm net winning here because I'm receiving more than what I'm paying. So it's just interesting how we then get wired to be thinking uh, and how we look at other pockets of society and sort of think, well, why them and not us and those sorts of things. But it's a bizarre mindset to get stuck with, isn't it? You know, And to, be, to, be, to want our other citizens to have less from what they are earning. Now, I'm not telling you that National have this right or Labor do either. I'm telling you to be careful how you think. Now, if you think, you know, if you think, well, it's bullshit that they should be getting a tax cut and things like that, you literally want your fellow citizens to have less of the money that they are working for. Now, put yourself into their shoes. Would you want, if you were now earning a higher income, would you want to be um, you know, taxed more and would you want it to be left to the government to spend or would you rather figure out how you spend that and invest that and look after your family and pay down your debt and or, or whatever, would you go, you know what, you know, the government should take more uh, and, and they can figure out how to spend it. Like everyone's going to have a different opinion on that. But let's not hate on other areas of the population because where does it get us? Oh, gee, what are we, 21 in? Uh, I'm going all right here, given the, uh, the the lack of breath and whatnot. Hopefully I don't sound too bad, but let's keep going because I want to focus on tax bracket creep now. So we've had a little look at the, you know, getting rid of the 39% tax rate and, you know, that's probably not going to happen. Well, National get in, they say they're going to do it, but who knows? Um, and I don't know when they'll do that or how long it'll take them to do that. But let's have a look at this tax bracket creep because that's the bit that impacts every single one of us. It is where wages increase, often due to inflation, and people progressively pay more tax. Now, National want to lift tax brackets by about 11.5% to match the rise of the cost of living over the last four years. Let me give you a reminder of how our tax rates work, and then I'll step you through how they could look if we index them for inflation and exactly what that means. So at the moment, in New Zealand, if you earn between zero and fourteen thousand dollars, or even if you earn over that, you know the first fourteen grand is taxed at ten point five percent. If you earn between well, then fourteen to forty eight k, that's taxed at seventeen point five. Forty eight k to seventy k, taxed at thirty percent. Seventy k to one hundred eighty k, taxed at thirty three percent, and then one hundred eighty k plus is taxed at 39%, i.e. the Prime Minister, and now National want to go back to pre-April 2021 where we didn't have this, okay, and that's what we've just been talking about, but basically, as you earn more, you end up paying uh, a higher amount of tax, and that's just the progressive tax rate, so now you're finding a lot of people are saying, why don't we have a, a income-free threshold, so say you earn 15 grand, you shouldn't pay any tax at all, again, that's just going to move those figures around how many households receive more than what they actually pay and that will just increase because all the people that earn under that threshold whatever they set it at if that was to be introduced wouldn't be contributing anything in the form of income tax but again it's not for me to decide how that shit works I'm just trying to teach you and show you how these things work when they get spoken about so basically what National want to do is they want to raise the rates you know the 14k the 48k the 70 
you know, they want to raise that by 11.5%. So what this would look like is that income up to 15.6K instead of $14,000 would be taxed at 10.5%. 15 dollars to 53.5K would be taxed at 175 53500 to 78100 would be taxed at 30%. So what that means is that, you know, say you're on 80K. At the moment, you're going to be paying 33% tax on $10,000 of income. So the income from 70000 to 80000 What this is saying is that if we index these and say, well, these rates should be moving with inflation, you'd only be paying 33% tax on income above 78100 because they'll be pushing the brackets up to adjust for inflation, right? Now, surely Labor have to be thinking about doing something similar. But even if they are, not everyone thinks that this is enough. You know, this is where it gets interesting again, you know. You've got political parties saying how they'll do it, but then you've got other people going, well, hang on, why are we only going back four years? Why don't we index this shit back to 2010 when you guys last set the tax rates on us poor citizens of New Zealand who actually pay the tax? Why don't we use 2010 as the baseline for inflation-adjusted tax thresholds because that was when you last changed them? So if we then go back and look at that, we'd need to be lifting these tax brackets by about 24%. Not 11 and a half. So even when you go, okay, well, National Union could be onto something here. Someone can come along and go, well, hang on. Why the last four years? Let's rock back to 2010. So then we'd need to be thinking 24%, i.e. the 10.5% rate would go right up to, oh, I think I've, uh, you know, sorry. So what that would mean, just so I can keep this, uh, if you obviously you're listening, so trying to help you see this. So remember at the moment, up to 14 grand is taxed at 10.5%. What that would mean is that would go right up to 17,360. So if we index this right back to 2010 when they last set these these rates, your first $17,360 would be taxed at 10.5%, not 14,000. Now the 17.5% rate, which stops at $48,000, would go right up to 59,520. Now that is very important, and here is why. Because in New Zealand, the median income is now, I say it's $61,000, but it's basically said to be 59, 60, 61, but rock with my figures, it's $61,000, right? So that's the, the median income in New Zealand, meaning the bulk of income, if we base, if we change these and index them back to 2010 figures by 24%, the bulk of our income for people on the median income would be taxed at 17.5% or less. Now that is the problem with tax rates and the progressive tax system and not indexing them. Is as people have earned more, they have then had to pay a high tax rate on their pay rises. Now, to give you a further example, prior to the CVID that I've recently had, the median income in New Zealand was around $53,000 and that was quite commonly used for government calculations and shit, right? So up to 48 k so... The first 14K at 10.5%, 14K to 48K at 17.5%, and then $5,000, so the $53,000 minus uh, 48, $5,000 was taxed at 30% because that's the tax bracket from 48K to 70K. Now, if uh, these brackets had actually been indexed back to 2010, what we'd be saying is that none of that income would be taxed at 30% because that $48,000 would actually be 59520 And there's some schools of thought that it's actually like $63,000 as well. So it gets very confusing of whose who's figures to use. But 
I'm now probably confusing you with a, a lot of data, but the main thing you want to understand here is as we've gone since 2010, inflation has been here every year, right? And so then we say, well, can I please get a pay rise? Can we please get a pay rise? Yeah, and what's my pay rise after inflation? And what's my real pay, pay, pay rise? Praying for a pay rise. Um, as our incomes have increased, we're sneaking up into higher tax brackets. And as soon as we earn over 48K, they say, yeah, well, we'll give you two grand pay rise. And you go, sweet, I've gone from 48 to 50K. It goes bang, well, 30% of the $2,000 pay rise is gone to tax. And the concept of indexing tax rates is to move the tax rates with inflation so that you're keeping more of your cash and the tax rates are then sort of fair again, aren't they? But, you know, not everyone likes this. Some people do, but it's becoming louder and louder. And I think we will see more uh, chat about this as we roll into next year. So hopefully you're following this as it's a bit of a tricky one, but it's a very important one. Now, if the Reserve Bank and governments are happy to let inflation run, then you will continue to get burnt by this as your purchasing power is less and, you progressively, and you're progressively paying more tax as you ask for higher incomes to cover inflation. Now, that is going to be interesting. Like if we get to the other side of this election and they don't do anything about this, or even, you know, we're probably still another couple of years away before they actually legislate it and do it, it's, we're getting burnt in the meantime because most people are starting to, in that median income, they're being paid above 48K now, aren't they? So naturally, because these haven't been indexed, you're losing 30% of that to inflation. And now that when you go to 70K to 180K, that's taxed at 33%. So you're losing a third of your income to um, to tax, but then the value of money has decreased in that time as well. So if they're going to let inflation run, then we're all going to get burnt, and that's why I've been so big on what other forms of income can you bring into your household to try and combat this. We've all been impacted by bracket creep since 2010, but not much has changed except taxing higher income earners further by adding a new rate. So that's all we've really done. You know, We've all ended up paying more tax. Now, you could argue as well, and because you know, I think, some people will be like, oh, well, you know, you're, you're highlighting nationalist policies here and shit. Well, fucking, why wasn't this done? You know, why isn't this the thing that we look at every year? Because what you need to understand is these are not tax cuts. By indexing tax rates, this isn't tax cuts. This is literally tidying up a broken system. And I don't care who does it, what political party does it, it means that it's fairer on Kiwis. So our question to all these politicians are, cool, you want to do this now, where the fuck have you been for the last 10 years? And that's where I hope you can see that I'm not choosing sides with this political shit. I'm trying to show you, hey, cool that we're doing this, but hang on, this is just because inflation's high. When inflation hasn't been high, you guys have been pretty happy to just kind of like, you know, avoid talking about this and push this one to the side and people aren't going to understand it. But when inflation rears its head, we're like, whoa, 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 what's going on here? Uh, I'm getting paid a lot more, but after tax, I'm not even keeping it up to date or in line with inflation because I'm still getting burnt. And so then the politicians go, oh, well, we can solve this. We'll index it, you know, by this rate. And we're going, well, hang on. What about two years' time? You know, if we're going to keep having inflation, is it going to change? Or if we have negative inflation, what's going to change? So really, when if, if this gets termed as, oh, this is a tax cut by indexing tax rate, that's not true. That is just out and out not true. That is not what a tax cut is. It is literally giving Kiwis back uh, what is fairly theirs because we are moving with the level of inflation that is in the system. Now, will everyone be happy 
with how all of these things work? Of course not. I don't think we'll ever have a time where everyone is happy. And I mean, look at me, I've just been blowing up there about why haven't we do, done something about this sooner, not just when inflation pops up. But, you know, remember what I said to you the other week. Politicians, to, to win votes, what they want to do is they want to talk about popular shit that people are going to be thinking about at the time. Now, when inflation was 1% to 2%, do you think a policy like this is going to be like, something that's going to win votes and win elections? Probably not, because you're like, what is, who cares? What are you talking about? But now when people are literally getting pay rises, they're getting smacked by 30% tax and thinking, I'm still not getting ahead and I'm still not uh, being able to buy as much as I could this time last year, with, even with my pay rise, what the hell is going on here? I mean, that's the sort of shit that can buy, oh, sorry, I shouldn't say buy, can win votes, right? So that is the narrative and the, the craft of trying to speak to people about the things that are popular uh, or applicable at any given time. Now here's some other data for you from the IRD's annual report, the latest one. From 2017 to 2022, tax paid by individuals was up 55%. I'll say that again. So in five years, 17 to 2022, tax paid by individuals, you and I, was up from 33 0.2 billion to 51.4 billion, so up 55%. This isn't all down to tax bracket creep, but it shows how the tax take is increasing, and it was 10% higher than the year before. Part of that, 39% tax rate, and also you know tax bracket creep because people are getting pushed into those higher tax brackets, and so then naturally they're paying uh, a higher tax rate on that level of income or probably their pay rise. This is uh, hopefully now when you see these conversations playing out, you have a bit more context into what is going on. This is another reminder for all of us to look down on what is going on and not fall into this taking sides trap as it gets you nowhere except right where the politicians want you. Smack bang in their trap to be emotionally invested in the trap of thinking that they are making the decisions in your best interest. It's in their best interest to discuss and react to popular topics not because it's of great change to a country but of a great likelihood that it will have them re-elected or stuck in your head. Wanting more for your... uh, Wanting more for your fellow citizens is a better train of thought than wanting less for them and more for you. I'll say that again. Wanting more for your fellow citizens is a better train of thought than wanting less for them and more for you. Which one of those is selfish? Wanting more for everyone or wanting less for other people and more for you? You tell me which of those methodologies and ways to think is going to set you up to have a better life literally looking at things and being like, I want less for them but more for me? Or thinking, I want more for everybody. How could we do that? I don't have all the answers. I can tell you the fucking politicians don't either. Um, But individually, we can try and find ways to try and want more for other people and that is why you see people out there doing so much charity work and trying to help solve problems. They, They want more. They really care about things. But when you just fall into the trap of being like, it's all about me, less for other people, more for me, you know, that is, I think that's a scary place to go to and hey, I don't think that's going to be uh, a, a mindset that sets you up well for the rest of your, your life because you end up resenting what other people have and you, you don't want your workmate to get a pay rise and you think that you should get more of it and they should get less and stuff, it's just, it just becomes yuck right and we all fall into those traps, it's just how we're hardwired to default to and that is obviously how a number of these conversations around what can get people voting for different political parties happen as well because we go, yeah, I like that. Less for them, more for me. But is this selfish? Like, I, I don't know, you know, whatever. But hopefully from this lesson, you can get some concept or context of what all this indexing 
tax rates is all about now and, and how some of these topics have come to be. I am very intrigued to see how 2023 plays out as we get closer to the election and you know, it's an exciting time to be an accountant and to be doing Keep the Change because there is going to be so much chat around tax and uh, these types of things because I feel like people are, are going, well, you know, yeah, what's the story here? We want a bit of a shake-up and I'm looking forward to being able to try and um, translate some of that for you in a way that you can understand without having to take massive sides because that, as I always say, just it doesn't seem to help. Like it hasn't really helped me in my life trying to go down one massive rabbit hole and and pitching my flag, is it the saying, I think, to, to one thing and being like, yeah, it's the only way to do it and whatnot. And, you know, I don't think there is only one way to do things. I think what I do is I look at life as a constant experiment. And basically everything that a politician suggests we do, we don't know what the true outcomes of that will be until we do it. And then we get to look back and be like, huh, what happened there? And that, I think, is a concept that if you can understand that, the politicians, you don't, I don't, like people don't know the right answers. They have a hunch and they try and do their best work to go in the direction that they think is right, but it's really an experiment. And at the other side of that experiment, we get to see what the outcomes were. And when you get to look at things like that, you realize, like, oh, yeah, okay, maybe these people don't know what they're doing, but they are acting in what they believe to be the best interests of the people that they are serving and we just have to be part of the experiment and watch it play out. But that is uh, just how the world works, right? So there we go. There is some good info on indexing tax rates. We're going to hear more about it and we'll keep the conversation going as well. I hope that you have learned something there. I'm sure you have. That's a little bit longer than normal, but there was a fair bit to get through and uh, thank you for taking an interest in this stuff because you want to understand it when you're going to get bombarded by it over the next 12 months. Be good. We'll see you in the next lesson of Keep the Change Money Mail. But will you walk the walk or will you bring us comfort? Will you bring us comfort? You can talk the talk, but will you walk the walk or will you bring